Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our VRA Investing Podcast. As always, you know, we normally start with uh, what happened in the markets today. We'll get to that. But first, I want to tell you something a little bit different. This also happened in the markets today, but unlike the NASDAQ, for example, being down 261, we normally might lead with some of the declines or big gains of the day. Let's start with this. All-time highs today. Because it's a long list, again, even with this big decline in the NASDAQ and et cetera. All-time highs today in uh, industrials, transports, housing, materials, financials, and banks, XLF and BKX. So, folks, I can tell you that when the, when the economy and when the markets are seeing all-time highs on I don't know, what's it been, 25 different days this year? We've had all-time highs in both um, housing and transports and industrials again today. This is two things. Number one, it's not the sign of an economy that's in trouble. It's the sign of an economy that is booming. And number two, it's not the sign of a market that's in trouble. It's traditionally the sign of a stock market that is just gearing up to go a whole lot higher. That's what we see. That's how we've been playing it. We use pullbacks as buying opportunities, and we had that opportunity today. We took advantage of it today. At the open this morning on the news that um, first it was a rumor, and then Janet Yellen came out and confirmed it, that she believes Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, uh, of course the old, old Fed chair, she, under Obama, she believes that interest rates may have to go a lot higher to cool off a overheating economy. Now, <clears throat> people have apparently looked over the fact that the tenure was down, the, the yield on the tenure was down today. So her, uh, her warning should have fallen just a little bit flat, but it didn't. It hit the NASDAQ. Of course, tech stocks, biotechs and tech, growth stocks, generally speaking, well, if rates are going to go higher, they'll be the hardest hit. They'll be the hardest hit. Highest, higher rates, higher interest rates, hit growth stocks. That's just been the historical relationship. But folks, I gotta remind you, like from my bull market days back in 95 to 2000 during the dot-com melt-up, 575% gains over five years. You, just to average that out, 115% a year in NASDAQ. The average 10-year yield during that five-year move higher was 4.7%. We're at 1.592% today. So perspective, we think, always helps just a little bit. Because these are not high rates. We don't think they're going to go high. And we've said it for four years. I'll repeat it here again today is the primary reason why. When you have rates that are negative to tiny throughout Europe and Japan, and that's where they are, and you have a 10-year yield in the U.S. that's 1.59%, why would anyone invest, why would anybody invest in European or Japanese debt when you can get the not just the safety and security of U.S. sovereign debt, but the much, 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 much higher yields of U.S. sovereign debt? So it's that buying pressure right, that will continue the demand for U.S. debt that continues to come in that will act as gravity, right? Just, just a very simple supply and demand relationship. We call it gravity that keeps, will keep, and has kept 
U.S. rates lower. We think U.S. rates are, are headed lower. Uh, I would not be at all surprised to see U.S. 10-year back below 1%, uh, probably by first quarter next year. I mean, I'm not predicting it. wouldn't surprise me. I think it's more likely that the 10-year goes back below 1% than it goes above, say, 2.5% uh, for, uh, for kind of our view there. Bottom line, though, is you know the concerns that Yellen has – which sent NASDAQ down sharply today, they're just not the concerns that we have. We think this is a bull market in its infancy. The 10-year U.S. rates are tiny, 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 tiny. And uh, we think that uh, it's uh, much to do about nothing. Let's talk about the markets today because, again, we had a phenomenal smart money hour today uh, after, the uh, again, the warnings from Yellen uh, uh, broke this morning. NASDAQ dropped at one point down as much as 400 points before we had a rally off the lows of 140 points in NASDAQ. NASDAQ did finish uh, sharply lower, however, still down 261 points, closing at 13,633. That's down 1.8%, but again, well off the lows. Same thing in Dow Jones. Dow Jones actually finished higher on the day. Dow Jones finishing up 19 points at 34,133. That is a move higher of 368 points off the lows. So, same thing in Russ 2000, SPF 100, both had nice moves off their, off their lows. They recovered about half of their losses, actually a little more than half of their losses today. Uh, Russ 2000 still finished down 1.28%, and S&P 500 finishing down 0.67%, down 28 points. Um, but again, a lot of new all-time highs today. These are not the things that tend to happen. Uh, matter of fact, these are not things that happen when a market is uh, – is topping, and or when an economy is in trouble. We hear a lot of concerns about, well, you know what? Another 2008 is just around the corner. Yeah, housing prices are soaring, all-time high after all-time high, but that, well, that, 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 that's about to end. Folks, I, again, perspective here. The housing market topped out in 2006 while the stock market continued to go higher. So you'd see it's a, it's a leading indicator, not a lagging. Right now, we have housing at all-time highs. HGX, the housing index, all-time highs. We saw the same thing in transports. Again, you see the same thing. They lead lower. Right now, they're leading higher. These are bullish, bullish signs. Uh, we can't stress that enough. We are ultra bullish. We're really just in the infancy of this bull market. It started, uh, we'll call it... Uh, We'll be generous here and give it a little more time. We'll say it started at the bottom, uh, the March 23rd, 2020 coronavirus insanity lows. Even, even if that's the case, most people wouldn't even say that's when it started. But we're, we're really only, what, a few months into a new bull market. These tend to last at least five plus years. So, again, pullbacks are buying opportunities. I've got my soapbox here. But, uh, you know, um, I think it's very irresponsible for someone like a Janet Yellen to come out and, and fear monger. But you know what? Should we really be surprised? My God, after all the fear mongering we've seen in this past year of a coronavirus, all the bullshit about this, should we be surprised at all? No. So I guess I, guess I hoped that Yellen might be above that, but uh, who, who am I kidding, right? All right, let's talk about the sector watch today. And uh, under the hood, first of all, the internals, again, just no real damage done here today. Not even two to one negative anywhere. Matter of fact, about one and a half to negative advanced decline. 
uh, and uh, volume. Uh, now, I will say NASDAQ advanced decline was just close to 3 to 1 negative, but we saw nothing like that anywhere else. Matter of fact, the new 52-week highs uh, low today came in at 417 stocks hitting new 52-week highs. That's NASDAQ and NYSE combined. Again, 417 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 132 hitting new 52-week lows. Remember, yesterday was boom time. Five, yesterday, 578 stocks hit new 52-week highs to just 74 hitting new 52-week lows. Back-to-back days of all-time highs in housing and transports and uh, 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 the industrial ETF, which is XLB. Um, and again today, all-time highs today again in housing, transports, financials, banks. Um, if you didn't know that the NASDAQ was down today uh, as much as it was, you would really think it was just a, a cooling-off period today. Uh, sector watch today, pretty much the same. We had uh, five sectors finish uh, yeah, five finished higher, six finished lower. Let the downside by technology down 1.8%. Consumer discretionary down 1.2%. To the upside, materials again all time high, up 1%. Financials all time high, up 17 to 1% as well. And our commodity watch today, um, not a whole lot of action here. Gold today, you know, was, was after a great day yesterday in gold and the miners. Uh, gold was showing good gains, and here comes Yellen with their warning about higher rates. Again, we just think it's, uh, it's just wrong. Uh, gold today up two dollars an ounce at seventeen ninety four. Silver had a four percent move higher yesterday and recovered from earlier losses today up two cents an ounce at twenty six ninety seven. Copper again. If you've been joining us here, you know we've been pounding the table on copper for a very long time. Uh, it's one of our best holdings. Uh, Turquoise Hill Resources, one of our favorite long term holdings. Love it here, by the way. Uh, Bank of America had some interesting research out this morning about copper, saying that copper may hit $9 a pound. There's such a uh, 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 the supply-demand equation is completely out of whack. There's just not enough uh, supply to meet the demand for all the pro- – you know, copper goes in – like silver. Copper and silver go in everything. If it's being made, if it's technology-related, if it's uh, environmental, you know, for our – Climate change, if it's tied to that for, for uh, environmental purposes or electric vehicles, you know, it, copper and silver go into everything and a whole lot of it go into them. So Bank of America is making the case that copper could double from even from here. And copper has been one of the leaders of this year. I, I forget what it's up this year. Over the last year, it's up over 100 percent. But um, they're saying top, copper could hit $9 a pound. Today, it's $4.52 a pound, essentially unchanged on the day. Uh, we like copper here a great deal. Silver too, of course. Oil today up 67 cents a barrel at 65.16. Oil continues to trade like it wants to go higher, taking energy stocks with it as well. And finally, today in our cryptocurrency watch, we're probably going to have to start tracking other, uh, talking about other cryptos here. Tyler's been talking about uh, Ether or Ethereum uh, for for some time. Of course, we've been long-term believers in in Bitcoin, still are, but Bitcoin's been flat. And look at Dogecoin is flying. Ethereum is flying. Uh, today, uh, Bitcoin down 2670 at uh, 55000 even. And uh, make one more, one last point here. I think it's a significant point. I hear no one talking. Well, I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody is. I, I don't hear them talking about this. Todd and I spent some time in this today going over this. Imagine for a second, if we didn't have cryptocurrencies, if we didn't have NFTs, non-fungible tokens, 
<laughs> the, the money laundering tool that they are. If we didn't have SPACs, if we didn't have all these alternatives to equities, if we didn't have those, where would the stock, where would the Dow Jones be right now? 50,000? 60, 70? A lot of liquidity has been drained from the market to go into cryptocurrencies, SPACs, and NFTs. So this is a sign of the, the massive amount of liquidity that is out there. Now, maybe at some point, all these different options become a little bit too much. And maybe they do drain the market. Maybe that's, been, maybe that's happened by design. All I know is that millennials, and we're writing a special report about this now, millennials for a very long time have been shit on for no good reason. I, every millennial I know is smarter than me. I'll just be honest. They, they're hardworking. They're smart. They, they're born into technology. It's like Neo in the Matrix, right? They get it, right? And, uh, and they get shit on as a, uh, as a lazy, living in their parents' basement generation. I, I've never seen any of that. You know, both of my boys are, are, uh, are millennials, Tyler and Sam. And all I've seen from them and all their friends are they're really smart, they're really industrious, and they got a game plan. And they're fearless. So I bring that up to say this. Millennials are falling in love with stocks. And why does that matter? Because right now they're in the process of inheriting $70 trillion. Now that started and it'll continue for another 20, 30 years. The reason that's significant is millennials are risk takers. Why are they? Because of cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies opened their eyes to the possibilities from being an investor. And now they love stocks, meme or otherwise. They love cryptos, they love SPACs, they love NFTs. But they get it, they're here to stay. This is a major long-term trend change. And it's one of the big reasons, one of our major themes, why we remain so bullish on this market for an extended period of time. Again, our target minimum is Dow Jones 75,000, looking at within now about just under five years. Folks, as always, appreciate you joining us here. Uh, join us full-time if you haven't already at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And we'll look forward to hearing you back here tomorrow after the close.